Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Because there's power in a testimony. So I'm telling you this. Don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. And the only one who doesn't suffer, not the big bishop, is not the big apostle, is the one that is dead in the grave. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. I, f- I felt physically sick. And as I went through and, and got my little product, or they didn't have it, so I, I got something else or whatever, and I went back out, got back in the car, still feeling bad. I'm thinking, man, I felt so good earlier. I felt so good earlier. Went, went back to the food bank doing some work in the warehouse there, and I got back in the warehouse area, and uh, as I was working, I heard the Lord tell me, it's a spirit. I said, oh, Lord. Something had gotten on me, was taking a hitchhike with me or what have you, on my back. And so I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you, you spirit of infirmity. I command you to loose me and let me go in the name of Jesus. And when I said that, almost immediately, that thing came off of me. I said, my Lord. But I thought it was the end of it. And Monday went by, Tuesday went by. Wednesday went by, I began to feel kind of bad again. What's, began to pray a little bit, pray a little bit, still feel a little bad. Wednesday went by, Thursday, well, Wednesday and Thursday, my blood pressure began to go up, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. Uh, 130s, 140s, 150s, it began to go up, go up, go up. I'm, I'm beginning to get a little concern here. It wouldn't go down like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Began to go up, go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. And then, so Thursday, it was really bad. I had an appointment with the doctor already set maybe six months or seven months ago. So it just right there fell on that Friday, the very next day, that Friday. Went in there, got in there, into the doctor's office, the nurse, she took her, you know, the materials or what have you to take my blood pressure. Took my blood pressure. Now, I got out of the car on, on the lower level, if you know the hospital here, and I ran up the several flights of steps. I, I said, I'm gonna run up the steps. Got to the top of the steps, I felt a little winded, like, hmm, what's going on with this? So I told the doctor about it. He said, you ran up all them steps? I said, yeah. That's a pretty good flight of steps, you. He said, you're doing good. I said, okay, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The lady took my blood pressure. It was 120 over 80. It was fine. I said, okay. All right. Okay. Went back home. It started going, I started feeling bad again pressure once again started going up going up going up going up going up lord what's going on that was friday night late saturday morning we're early saturday morning around two o'clock in the morning 
Woke up. Pressure still high. Felt like it was going higher. I'm really concerned now. Got up to pray. I said, I'm going to go and pray. I'm going to go and pray. Got in my little prayer closet. And I began to hear, you're going to die. You're not going to make it through this. You're not going to make it through this. Now all the, now the atmosphere has changed and it is shifting all around me. Shifting all around me. I'm declaring the word of God, trying to cast down, to cast down. But when the enemy puts a full press on you, I don't care who you are. Some of that stuff you begin to, I'm not going to make it. I begin to think about my wife, begin to think about my son. Lord, I don't want to leave them. I don't want to go out like this. All these thoughts are coming to me. All these thoughts are coming. You're not going to make it. Blood pressure won't go down. Continuing to rise, continuing to rise. You're not going to make it. I began to declare the word. Lord, you said with long life, will you satisfy me and show me your salvation? You said I will live and not die and proclaim the word of the Lord. I began to declare all these scriptures that I had hidden in my heart. They're now coming out, coming out, coming out in defense, coming out in defense, coming out in defense. It is written. It is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. At the same time, it was still there. You're, you're going to die. I got out of prayer, got back into bed, woke my wife up and said, honey, I began to confess to her. I've been hearing these voices, feeling these things that I'm going to die, that I'm not going to make it. She comforted me. She prayed over me. And then she went back to sleep. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So while I lay there, I still open. Still warring and fighting and, and believing. I thought, let me text a friend of mine, another prayer warrior. Everybody needs to have somebody that you can text and talk to. Can not, not always be a member of your close family relations. You need to have a group of people, those who that you can counsel with and talk to. So I picked up my phone and I began to make a text. As I was texting, I would show you the text message because it's still on my phone. This, now, by this time, it's about 4, 4.32 a.m. As I was texting, I said, I need some prayer backup. And as I was texting, I texted, I I'm having thoughts, I'm hearing things, I'm feeling like I'm going to die. I'm confessing as I'm doing that. And as I'm texting, as I'm writing those words out, the Spirit began to speak to me. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And he said to me once again, this is witchcraft. Someone's working something. I said, you're right. And I almost immediately, immediately felt a change. So I woke my wife up again. And I told her what 
the spirit said to me. And we prayed. And I went back to sleep. Now, Saturday morning when I woke up, checked my blood pressure. It was 121 over 80, I believe. All that day, all that day it was lower, it was lower, it was lower. I'm like, hmm, this is extremely interesting now. This is extremely interesting. Now, this whole thing, the devil can't destroy your life, but he can definitely test you. If you give in to it and say, yes, I receive this, then you will have that. There's no doubt about that. If you give in to the lie and not if your life is not centered on the word, you will give in to that and you will have that. The enemy can speak negative and hateful and curses over your life. And if you agree with those curses over your life, you will have that. Are you hearing? So the Lord delivered. But through that experience, I could see the enemy's hand in other parts, in other places as well. I could sense him. I could see this, that, and the other. We went to go visit um, Brother Elder in the hospital, and I told them of my testimony. Tamara was there, and the presence of the Lord filled the room. It was so awesome. Wasn't it awesome, Tamara? The presence of the Lord filled that room. It was just the four of us in there. The presence of the Lord just filled that entire room. So freeing, so peaceful as the Spirit of the Lord descended. I looked at him, Daddy Elder, his face was shining. I said, man, you like, you're glowing like a light bulb. As the presence of the Lord filled the room, there is power in your testimony. There is power in your testimony. Pastor, you ought not to show your weaknesses and tell people what you've been through. The devil is a liar. Because there's power in a testimony. So I'm telling you this. Don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. And the only one who doesn't suffer, not the big bishop, is not the big apostle, is the one that is dead in the grave. They have suffered no more. Unless they're in hell, then they're really going <laughs> to suffer. But no more suffering of this life. So we'll all go through something. And listen, when you go through something, it's not necessarily because you did something. This is happening to me because I did this or because I did that. Sometimes you suffer because you're about to be promoted. Because you're being tested for the next level. And the enemy is trying to block you and discourage you from moving into a certain direction. He'll try to shut you down so that you won't cross over. The magnitude of the warfare is an indication of the magnitude of your blessing. 
Little warfare, little blessing. Big warfare, big blessing. Big blessing. You say, you never go th- I never go through anything. My life is always good. Well, then you're probably headed in the same direction with the devil. If you're heading the same way he's going, you probably won't be going through so much stuff. But if you're going contrary to him, in the opposite direction, sooner or later, you're going to bump into somebody. You're going to bump into something. You got what I'm saying to you? Well, we out here now. So much for the music selection. Let us continue on just for a minute. Let's go to Isaiah 53. We're going to go here just for a few minutes and then we will, we will uh, close out shortly. But please remember, do not suffer in silence. There is something that happens in your confession. And realize that you are not the only one that is going through what you're going through. Are you hearing me? One of the tactics of the devil is to isolate you. If he can get you in a room all by yourself and all you're doing is hearing his thoughts. All you're doing is hearing his words and you're all alone by yourself. He's going to have a field day with your mind. That's why you got to let it out. Let somebody know, hey, I'm feeling this way. He said, but I don't want, if I tell them that, they're going to make make me, they're going to think that I'm weak or or that I'm not spiritual enough. Hmm. I'd rather them think that and I live than think that and I'm overcome. And if somebody thinks that about you, that you're weak or that you're unspiritual, if you ask them to pray for you, quickly take them out of your phone. Take the number out, unfriend them, whatever, because they're not for you. Are you hearing me? If I can't share things with you, then are you really my friend? If I can't lean on you, are we really friends? You get what I'm saying to you? Let's evaluate relations in our lives. In these last days, please evaluate the relationships that are in your life. In these last days, please evaluate the relationships that are in your life. In these last days, please evaluate the relationships that are in your life. Some people that you will have in your life, life is a theater. Some people you will sit on the front row and some people you will sit in the nosebleed section. Doesn't mean you don't love them. But it means that you don't need their influence. You need to have in your contact list at least maybe one, two, three, four people. If you got four people that you can call in time of a crisis, you got some friends. If you got two people you can call in time of crisis, you got some friends. One pastor, he said this um, in one of our pastor meeting conferences. This is now this guy is big. I don't want to 
I'm not sure if I remember his name correctly, so I won't say his name, but big church, mega church. He has, I mean, they have actual school buses for their Sunday school. Actual school buses, busing in kids from all around the, all around the city, the county, really bringing them in for their huge Sunday school program. I mean, huge. This church has thousands upon thousands of weekly church um, meetings. Um, thousands of people are coming. But he said one day he found himself, found himself driving and he was so completely depressed. So completely depressed. And he's, he was driving down the road, Bernice, driving down the road. And he felt himself drive to this deserted area. And he parked. And he was contemplating suicide at that very moment. And he took out his phone. And he realized he didn't have one person that he could call that wouldn't judge him. This mega church pastor didn't have one person in his whole phone book that he could call that he thought wouldn't judge him. Well, the Lord saved him that night. He came back to tell the story. But when I heard his testimony, I looked at my phone too. How many people do you have? Will you be out there in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, with no place to go? Who can you call for backup, for prayer backup? Please pray for me. I'm going through. Please pray for me. You're going to need that in the last days. Are y'all hear what I'm saying to you? You're going to need to develop prayer partners. You're going to need to develop someone else. Someone else that you are also praying for and praying with. You're going to need to develop those godly connections. You won't be able to do it by yourself. You're going to need others. That's why the Lord sent them out two by two. You're going to need others. You're going to need those in your immediate family, immediate home. And you're going to need someone, someone's outside of your immediate family as well. Someone that can connect with you and prophesy and declare. You got me? Praise the Lord. Anything else, Lord? Anything else? Don't allow the enemy to build a foothold in your thinking in your mind. You're going to have to be a student of the word. You're going to have to hear his word and know his word. When the enemy launches an attack at you, it is the word that's within you that speaks out. 
what's in you will speak out. Not what's on the outside of you. Because many times you will be alone. And the enemy will try his best to show you all your failures, your flaws, everything you've done wrong, everything to disqualify you. He's a master at doing that. You sinned. You did this. God's not going to hear you because of what you've done. God's not going to hear you because of what you've done. You've messed up. You're a bad person. God's not going to hear you. And so you're in the midst of all of that mess and you're hearing him. But if you're not full of the word, because the word says that I am righteousness, I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. The word says that I am sanctified by the blood of Jesus and not by my works. You have to know what his word said. Now, remember, sanctification. I know people say you got to dress sanctified. You got to look sanctified. You got to act sanctified. I understand what they're saying. But the true definition of sanctification didn't happen in the natural. It's in the spirit. You're sanctified by the blood of Jesus. His blood sanctifies you, not your lifestyle. Sanctification was an event. When Jesus put his blood upon you, when he sanctified you with his blood, the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter says that we are sanctified, we are made perfect by the blood of Jesus. So your sinless life is not making you sanctified. Your Bible reading is not making you sanctified. Your coming to church does not make you sanctified. It's the blood that makes you sanctified. It's the blood that makes you holy. So unless you know that when the devil comes to you and says, you're unworthy, God's not going to hear you because of what you have done. You can believe all that mess, but the word says, no devil, that's not true. It's the blood that sanctifies me. It's the blood of Jesus that makes me in right standing with God. Yes, I've made those mistakes, but they're covered under the blood of Jesus. His blood has washed my sins away. His blood has washed my uh, guilt and shame away. When you're standing in the presence of evil, the word must speak. Let me say that again. When you're standing in the presence of evil, the word must speak. This is not wishful thinking. Don't you know there are Christians that are going under every day. Truly born again Christians. Don't you know you can be saved but yet and still bound? It is the word of God that frees you from bondage. And in this life, we are once again, we're sanctified by the blood of Jesus. And as we get into the word of God and know his word, our soul becomes sanctified. Your spirit is sanctified through the blood and your soul becomes sanctified through his word. John 17th chapter says, the Lord Jesus talking to the Father said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 
So as you understand the word and learn the word of God, hear the word of God, meditate on the word of God, your soul is being sanctified. Your soul is being sanctified. Once again, sanctification is not the way you dress. It's not the way you look. It's not the type of church that you go through. Go to. I go to a sanctified church. Well, that's really good for you. But in the biblical sense, that's not truth. You understand what I'm saying? Your spirit man is sanctified by the blood of Jesus. So when you go into a spiritual confrontation, when there are spirits attacking you, you have to realize that my spirit is sanctified and clean and washed by the blood of Jesus and that I have favor with God. And throughout your life, your soul your mind must be sanctified by the word set apart from the things of this world. Oh, let's go a little bit further and we're going to close out. Y'all getting this today? For me to stand up and tell you, oh, you save and you rest of your life. You're just going to smell roses all your life. That's a lie. Or don't you know that every rose bush has thorns? And that's a part of this life. In every group, you're going to find some thorns. Even Jesus among the disciples had Judas thorn. And he picked them himself. If you want to find something beautiful, Rest assured, there's going to be something that will stick you in there. So don't let it take you by surprise. I don't go to that church anymore because so-and-so is there. It's a thorn. Realize that that is a part of this life, this corrupt life in existence. But you don't despise the rose because of the thorn. Are you hearing? It's a part of it. That thorn is going to help you. It's going to reveal your weaknesses. Because if you got cussing in you, you're going to cuss when that thorn hits you. When that thorn offends you, you're going to cuss. So I didn't know I still cuss. You're not going to find that cuss around the, oh, this oh, smells so good. Everything is so lovely. Everybody loves me. Oh, it smells so good. It's so this and so that. But then, bing. Beep, 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 beep. Or, mmm, bless you. The thorn reveals what's in you. So you need every part of that rose bush. Every part, the beautiful and the sticky. That's a part of life. That's a part of life. Hear me, child of God? That's a part of life. That's a part of life. Isaiah 53. We can go here just for a moment. Just traveling with the Spirit. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge you in Jesus' mighty name. I ask you just to speak to your people in the name of Jesus. 
Give them wisdom, give them knowledge, give them understanding. Help them to comprehend what you are saying. Speak, Lord, speak. Show us, show us, show us. Guide us and direct us. Guide us and direct us. There are going to be some parts of the word of God that you will learn, not only learn, but you will spiritually tattoo it on your heart. Some words, some verses that you will spiritually tattoo it on your heart. Not only memorize it, but you're going to have it in you. In you. Are you hearing? Now, so you can go through life without being, without, without allowing the word to sanctify your soul. Again, as a Christian, you can go through this life without getting into the word and learning his word. You can go through life, but when the trials come, when the devil comes, you'll have nothing to hold you up. Surely sometime by the grace of God, you'll be able to call back and say, hey, help me, y'all. I need prayer. Somebody please pray for me. If you built a network of people around you, that's how you'll live. You'll live by mercy, but not by faith. Live by mercy, but not by faith. Living by mercy is that you don't put the work in yourself but you'll always depend on somebody else to help you. Now, while that way will work, you'll always be going in slumps, always going in slumps. And sooner or later, people won't be there. When you keep pulling on folk and pulling on folk and pulling on folk, after a while they go, ooh. And after a while, you start getting on your own nerves. Why do I complain so much? Why do I complain so much? I'm tired of complaining so much. You get on your own nerves. If you get on your own nerves, rest sure you don't got on somebody else's nerves too. When you're living by mercy and not by faith. Hallelujah. We should not need to be bailed out every other day. There's some battles you can fight and be done with it. But then there are other times that you will have to call for backup. You'll have to call for backup. And calling for backup does not mean that you're less spiritual. When you're asking for prayer, it doesn't mean that you're less spiritual. Jesus told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, pray. Come on, boys, pray with me. Now, if Jesus asked for prayer, who are you? The apostles said, pray for us. Who are you? Are you hearing? It's okay to ask people to pray for you. But what I'm saying is that when we're asking for prayer every other day because we're always weak and defeated, we're always defeated. The devil's always on us. He's in my pocketbook. He's in my car. He's in my kid. He's in my husband. He's in my wife. He's all around here. 
then we got issues. Somebody needs to fight to learn how to fight. And we can help you. I will need help sometime. You will need help sometime. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Build your network now. Build your network now. Don't go into Isaiah 53. We'll get that next time. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the words you've given unto us. Lord, I pray today that your people have heard your voice and that they will follow your instruction, that they will learn your word. That they will learn your word, that their word will be tattooed to their very spirit man. Father, I pray that they will not suffer alone. But Lord, that you would put networks around them, people that they can call, people that they can talk to, that will help them through terrible situations. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, for anybody that is suffering right now under the sound of my voice, I pray, Lord God, for deliverance, that you would deliver their soul from hell. Deliver their soul from hell. In the name of Jesus. For you do not design your people to suffer long. Father, I pray for peace. For the peace of God that passes all understanding. That it would keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray for your people. That in that moment of struggling. When that devil is speaking into their ears. Telling them that they're not going to make it. Father, I pray that you would. That, the, that your word would be brought back to their remembrance. And that they would use your word. And declare it is written. And that they will not believe the lie of the devil, the lie of the adversary, but that they would rise up from that place, receiving the victor's crown. Lord, I take authority over every spirit of witchcraft and mind control and mind altering things that have come against your people I bind it in the name of Jesus I forbid it and I cast it from your people Father I pray in Jesus name that you would now fill them with your Holy Spirit that the house be filled with your spirit that your people would not be tormented, but they would go forth into life. If you've called us to have life and have it more abundantly, Father, I pray that your people would live the abundant life, that they would not suffer in silence and not suffer alone. But Father, even as Peter cried out to you as he was attempting to walk on the water to you, as he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, I pray in that moment as we feel ourselves sinking that we will cry out in that moment, Lord, save us. And I thank you, Lord, that your hand is not too short that it cannot save us. Neither your ears dull that you cannot hear us. Lord, if you save Saul and made him Paul, you change his life around. Surely, Lord, you can change our life around. 
If you can use Rahab, the harlot, the prostitute, the whore, if you can put her in the lineage of Jesus, turn her around, surely you can turn us around. Surely you can turn us around. If you can use them, surely you can use us. I thank you, Lord, that there is hope for every person. You are the master of the second chance, the third chance, the un unlimited amount of chances. So we won't sell ourselves short. And we thank you, Lord, for hearing us when we pray. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. You're not too far. Somebody really is really thinking that they're too far out and too far gone for God to save. You're not. You are not. You are not. All you need to do is call upon him and let him save you. Don't listen to the devil's lies. You're not too far gone that he cannot save you. The thief upon the cross that lived his entire life stealing and, and robbing and whatever else he did, murdering. He was upon that cross rightfully. But still he called upon Jesus. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Saved him. He was not too far gone. And he didn't go to church one time. Didn't take one communion cracker. Didn't take one, didn't, didn't go out and witness one time. Wasn't even baptized. And Jesus saved him. You're not too far gone that he can't save you. Now, I'm not sure who that is today. I'm not sure who that is today. But we want to pray for you before you leave this room. We're all going to pray for you. We're going to be your backup. We're going to be your backup today. We're going to be your backup. So if you're feeling lost, you're feeling alone, you're feeling overcome and overwhelmed, then let us all be your backup today. And we're going to pray for you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're going to believe God for your deliverance, for your healing, and that the torment and torture would end today. We pray in the name of Jesus. So that's you. Won't you come to the altar now and let us pray. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for her heart. You worried about your mother. The Lord says you're worrying about a mother. You're worrying about a lot of people. You hold them on your heart. And you just don't know what to do. Just don't know what to do about it. The pain is so great. But the Lord says, daughter, give it to me. He said, I am so real in your life. He said, I heard your prayers. I know your thoughts. He said he knows even sometimes you're angry and you don't know why. Sometimes you can be mean and don't know why. The Lord said there's a stirring in your heart, a stirring in your spirits. 
a stirring in your spirit. He said he's called you to be different. He's called you to be unique. And he's heard your prayer. He knows you love your mama. He knows you love your mama. He knows you've seen her tears. And you want to make it all go away. He said, I've heard you. He said, I've heard you. He sees the cry of your heart. And he has captured every tear. He's called you to be special. He's called you to be unique. Anaya, you are special. He said, you are his very own. 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 own. And he called you to stand out in the crowd. He called you to stand out in the crowd. And yes, it's a burden, but let his burden be light. He knows you want to fit in. He knows you want to fit in, but he called you to be different. Receive who he has made you to be. Even now he fills your mouth with words of wisdom. Even now you'll speak to the teachers with truth that cannot be denied. He said he called you to have the gift of discernment You discern them from a mile away what it is. I see you being struck in the mouth, being slapped in the mouth because of words that you've spoken, because you've spoken truth. Hear the Lord say, turn the other cheek and that he will always defend you. Never think that you are alone. He will always defend you. He said, it is your heart. The enemy is after your heart. That's why there's so much emotional trouble. He said, the enemy is after your heart. But the Lord said, I hold your heart. Continue to give your heart to me. He said, when you're praying by your bedside, and sometimes you pray in bed with the covers over your head at night, and you cry in your pillow, the Lord said, I am yet with you right there in your bed. He said, I have never left you alone, for you are mine. He said, you are mine. You are mine. And yes, they will not understand you because there's no one like you. There is no one like you. But you will grow and you will prosper. You will grow and you will prosper and you will see your true wealth. Your true wealth and worth in the kingdom of God. You're wise beyond your youth. You're older than your age. For the hand of the Lord is upon you. Even now in the name of Jesus. Come over here, Tia. Come over here and stand with your daughter. Come over here. Squeeze in here. Come on over here. The gift that you see in her came from you. 
for you both are discerning. Lord, I pray, this is what I pray, and this is what I believe I see, and this is what I'll pray, that the Lord would take you both on a journey of discovery, that you'll learn who you are, who and what you are. Who and what you are. Your wealthy place is in your gift. Your wealthy place is in your gift. Your wealthy place is in your gift. There is a ministry in you, Tia, to speak to the broken. There is a ministry in you, Tia, to speak to the broken. Because you can identify with being broken. You can identify with being kicked and thrown down and let down. So the Lord said there's a ministry in you to minister to the broken. To even identify who they are and to speak into their lives. He said he's placed within your mouth the spirit of the encourager. And there is an authority within you to bind and to cast down. So there are going to be many broken people that would be drawn to you. Broken people will be drawn to you. Why? So the Lord's gift in you can come forth. Hear this today and let it be established in your heart. That he's called you to minister to the broken to the brokenhearted, to the downcast, to the stepped on, to the abused. The Lord said, I've given her that ministry. I've given her that ministry because you know their pain. And he's made your arms long to reach down and pull them up. Your voice must be heard. Your testimony must be given. And you wonder, where is my place? Hey, the Lord say, you wonder. It's like you're walking around in dark trying to find where your place is. Where's my place? 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 Where, where am I supposed to go? Where, where's my place? Where's my place? Where's my place? That's where your spirit man is. Where's my place? Where's my place? Isn't that true? What, you're walking around. Where's my place? Where's my place? Your place is in a ministry of encouragement. There'll be so many that'll be drawn to you because of the gifting that you have. Because you have been crushed. You have been abused. You have been kicked. You have been torn down. But everything that happened Everything that happened is not in vain. For your pain shall become your pleasure. Your pain shall become your passion. And in your pain, the Lord said, there is your promotion. Lord, show her what this looks like. And show, us how, show her how to walk this out in the name of Jesus. Show them how to walk this out. For this gift of discernment 
is strong between mother and daughter. In the name of Jesus. We rebuke the spirit of rejection over your life. We rebuke the spirit of rejection over your life. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over the spirit of rejection. Loose them now. In the name of Jesus, go. Go in the name of Jesus. I speak life, health, and healing in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare in Jesus' name, breakthrough, breakthrough over the man of God, breakthrough over the man of God, breakthrough over the woman of God in the name of Jesus, breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Patricia, I hear the Lord say, you're not a burden. Stop saying that you're a burden. You feel like a burden. I hear the Lord say that to me. Stop saying you're a burden because you're not a burden in the name of Jesus. You're not something to be carried. You're not some weight. God said he has placed you with the mind of wisdom, wisdom for your family, wisdom for your family. You are not a burden. Don't let the enemy keep speaking that in your ear. You're not a burden. Lord, I don't want to be a burden. You're not a burden. You're not a burden. You are a bringer of life. Hear me. You are a bringer of life. You one that brings life. That is who you are. To bring courage, to bring confidence, to bring peace. You are not a burden. So I hear the Lord say, stop, tell her, stop saying that. God says, stop saying that. Stop thinking about that. You are not a burden. Have you been thinking that? Huh? Have you been thinking that? The Lord says, stop it. Because that is not you. You are a bringer of life. Say with me, I bring life and I bring hope to my family. Say that. You have to say it, Patricia. I bring life and I bring hope to my family. You're not a burden so that weight does not belong to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And brother, the Lord say you are strength. You are strength. But you keep stumbling over your feet. I hear you. I hear the Lord said you're tripping over your own feet. You're getting in your own way. You're getting in your own way. You keep tripping. You're trying to walk, but then you trip over your feet. There's some stumbling blocks that you've allowed to be there. The Lord said he can still redeem the time and show you how to walk show you how to walk this is a sacrificial walk he said in your sacrifice you will regain everything in your sacrifice you will regain everything but in selfishness you will lose everything well we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message don't forget you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. 
Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.